Welcome to Isabel Wellman, the podcast with me, Isabel. I created this podcast because I strongly believe that living a healthy lifestyle is about equally nourishing your body, mind, and soul. It's not about enduring crippling decision fatigue or working yourself to death in a gym to establish the perfect body. You feel centered in who you are, energized all day, nourished from food, radiant in your skin, and enthusiastic about who and what you devote your time to each day. Living a healthy lifestyle is about learning how to come back to your center when you're emotionally triggered, knowing the value of saying yes to time-saving investments, and spending ample time outside so you feel completely satisfied when you lay your head on your pillow at night. You value choosing quality over quantity. You choose to understand your cyclical nature and accept yourself as an energetic being. It's time to take a deep belly breath and gear up for the ride of your life. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Isabel Wellman, the podcast, the show that explores the magic of being human. And I'm Isabel. In today's episode, we are moving on to part two of the astrology series. Today's conversation will be all about the planets. And this is going to be a conversation where I go into each planet from closest to farthest. We will be looking at if they are a personal or outer planet, how long it takes for them to transit through a sign, and which sign or signs they rule, as well as their general energetics. If you missed on part one, I highly encourage you to go back and tune into that episode first. We'll give you a much better context for what you'll be learning today. To begin with, we are going to dive into the planet, our favorite, the one we see all of the time, the one that gives us life, the sun. This is a personal planet, aka we feel its energy. You can go outside and you feel the sun's warmth on your skin. You probably, if you're human, instantly feel better. The plants feel it. The animals feel it. As we go through the seasons, the amount of time the sun is present in our day changes. As we're in summer, it's the peak, longest hours of the day. And then as the year goes back into the colder months, if you are in this northern hemisphere, then we experience shorter days. It is that life-giving energy. So this planet, the sun, it transits a sign every 30 days, hence the 12 zodiac signs, hence 12 months in a year, if we're looking at the typical calendar year. And this planet rules Leo, and that is a fire element. The energetics of this planet are the center. It's the heart. It's where we feel that radiance, that warmth, that love coming through. It's ego consciousness, where you shine in this lifetime. It's gratitude, attitude, energy. It is the personality, it's motives and happiness. Moving on to planet two, the moon. So this is also a personal planet. And when I say personal planet, I am referring to us feeling these energies on a more individual level. And you will hear, hear me talk about the other part, the collective energy with the outer planets. 
However, personal planets are exactly how they sound. They affect us. The moon transits a sign every two to two and a half days, which if you are on social media or you read the horoscope, you can read your horoscope for that month because of the sun sign. But then the emotional body shifts every two, two and a half days. I give you this invitation to briefly tune in with your body and acknowledge, all right, maybe on Monday, I feel really fiery and I'm energetic, I'm up, I'm about, but then perhaps a couple days later, I feel like I just need to clean right when I wake up or I really want to play some music, listen to music. Maybe a few days after that, I'm very talkative. I want to communicate. I want to network. I want to get on my bicycle, so forth and so on. So that is where we can tune in with the emotions and why knowing where the moon is in the sky can be so important. We can go, ah, permission for why I feel extra aggravated today or why I want to be so quick to respond or maybe why I feel so intense with my energy. So the moon rules cancer and that is a water element the general energetics of this planet is emotional body it's expressing the true real nitty-gritty emotions subconscious thoughts behaviors focuses the internal body it's everything within the crab shell intuition feminine mother energy creator protector home that is the moon. Then as we go on to the third planet, we have Mars. This is another personal planet. So feeling the effects more. This planet transits over about 45-ish days through a sign. And this is the ruler of Aries and Scorpio. Fire, water element. Energetics of Mars are physical energy, sexuality, authority, reaction, passion, and forward motion. It is getting it done. Just like the archetypes of Aries and Scorpio, this planet Mars can really give you a boost wherever it's located in the birth chart. I like to say to my personal training clients, we look at where Mars is for how you prefer to move your body, to activate yourself. And if you happen to be really fiery in general, it doesn't take much. A little kindling to the fire. Or perhaps you're pretty watery, airy, maybe even earthy. And it takes a little bit more. We don't want to put gasoline on the fire because that's not sustainable. But it's going to take more gathering of the wood, more kindling, more effort to get started. And once you start, it's encouraged to not stop. Because it's that stopping point that's the stickiest to get through. Moving on to planet number four, we have Venus. This is a personal planet. Again, we have this one and one more for personal planets. Feeling those effects very individual, individually. And this transit over a sign over 23 days. And this planet rules Taurus and Libra. If you look at those two archetypes, you will notice a lot of overlapping. And same with Mars having Aries and Scorpio, you see an overlapping symmetry to them. They play off one another. Typically, 
fire and water, they butt heads a little bit. Air and earth, they butt heads a little bit. Yet, we can see maybe why they could, because they are so similar. They have their own flavor of doing things, yet they want to be the dominant flavor. They're pretty much the same, but there's little quirks that separate them. As for the planet, however, the planet is pretty much a combo of those energetics. So we are looking at earth and air, like I said, for the elements of Taurus and Libra. And then energetics. It is the art of love. These signs are the art, or this planet, excuse me, this planet is the art of love. It is love for life, love for your family, love for the material objects that surround you, love for beauty, love for appreciation, what is outside of you and how you align yourself with it. This is creature comfort energy, all about finances, personal values, Venus values. That is the major aspect that I like to connect with Venus because what we value is what we put our focus on. What we put our focus on is how we ultimately are going to feel in our life. And then this is also practical planet. It deals with a lot of what is in the material world, beauty, art, relationships, love. This is rhythm, rhythm with how we move in and out of the feminine energetics. And as we pull it back, as we declare it, and as we come home to ourselves, always experimenting with this ebb and flow of growing this feminine energy within us, Venus, feminine, Mars, I did not say this perhaps, but masculine. Moving on to our last personal planet, Mercury. Mercury, it transits over a sign over 30-ish days. And yes, it goes retrograde four times a year. And that happens, you know, double time, right? So this is the ruler of Gemini and Virgo, air and earth again. The energetics of Mercury are intellect. It is the mind. It rules the mind. The thoughts you have, that's Mercury ruled. Perhaps Mercury is in Aries. We have really fast thoughts. We have really forward motion thoughts. Ideas are popping into our minds. Or Mercury could be in Cancer. And it's softer. It's gentle. It's going into the inner wound. It wants to be a little bit slower. It doesn't feel quite comfortable there because it wants to be moving through water. We go slower when we move through water. And it takes more time. It takes more care because we have to be a little bit more careful and we have to see all right where are we getting stuck what are we getting stuck on moving onward of energetics here for mercury focus exactly what we're focusing on behaviors how are we acting standards what kind of standards are we living life to are we going all in on projects are we skimming the surface and quick transportation mercury rules transportation planes bicycles especially it is all about quickness speed can we get to a to b in a matter of moments versus minutes moving on to our first outer planet jupiter so this is an outer planet and what i mean by that is collectively we feel these shifts and you are about to hear why this is because this planet and the planets to come move over not days but years in a sign so we have <laughs> jupiter 
taking 12 years to move through one zodiac sign in the sky. And this is going to be different for everyone, yet we can look at different eras of our lifetime. Depending on how young you are, I like to say we're all young. What is old? We're all young. 12 years, 24 years, 36 years. What were big highlights that happened during those eras for you? For example, when I was 24, I had moved to Alaska, really found soulmate, love of my life, and new experiences, stepping into a new power, stepping into my voice, opening up the door of networking, what I wanted to do for work. And it's been messy along the way, yet I was able to open these doors. And then Jupiter rules Sagittarius and Pisces. So again, fire and water, the energetics of Jupiter, expansion. You're going to hear that a lot. And expansion is not always positive. A lot of other astrologers in the world, they like to really hone in on positivity with Jupiter, yet indulging too much can bring negativity. So this is expansion, whether for better or for worse. This could be fortune, welcoming in new fortune into your life, the gift you have to give the world that talent that you possess. It's so easy for you. You don't even realize you have it. Prosperity, exploration, balance, and big picture. This is zoom, zoom, zoom out. A, I mean, 10 times zoom out. You are looking at your life from way above, from a bird's eye view, and you are seeing it for how fantastic it is in all of the goodness that is around you. When you can look out that much, it's hard not to see the good that comes with the tough. Moving on to planet seven, we are at Saturn. Again, this is an outer planet and we feel the shift collectively. So let me rattle your brain back to a recent date-ish because this sign transits over every 28 to 30 years. So it takes that long to move from a, one sign to the next. And I'm referring to it transiting over a sign because it's a little bit more applicable to our lives when we look at it in this way. Versus a 246 year cycle for the whole zodiac. Not yet are we alive for that long, but perhaps one day with all this crazy technology we have, who knows? Back to my point, I want to bring you to a moment of December 21st of 2020. Can you recall anything that happened to you during that era? Any big shifts? Anything that came to a halt? Anything that shifted for you or in the world? This is when we heard the Aquarian age. We shifted from Capricorn into Aquarius with Saturn. So if you are younger than 2830, we have only known Capricorn up until that point in 2020. When all hell broke loose, things changed, our nervous systems got, wow, I mean, they either got, <laughs> they either were renewed or they went through the ringer as we learned how to handle this shift. If you've been alive for longer than that, then perhaps you understand that, you know, we moved from Sagittarius, Capricorn, now into Aquarius. So a lot of different energies at play there. 
Saturn, to come back to the matter, rules Capricorn and Aquarius, Earth and water, yet again. The energetics of this planet are responsibility, life lessons, structure, discipline in life. It controls success or rules success. It's that professional part of ourselves that doesn't let the emotions get in the way, so to say, yet we just drive right through them. It's athleticness and conservation of, so conserving of old ways of doing things, of rituals, of ceremonies, of how you celebrate Christmas or how you think about the history of a culture. It's that we do this and this is how we do it. It does not change. That's the energy that Saturn brings. And so with that shift from Saturn into Aquarius, what big changes could you remember from December of 2020? Moving on to planet number eight, we have Uranus. This is also an outer planet. This planet transits over seven-ish years. You can go back and think, hmm, what was a big shift in my life? 14, 21, 28, so forth and so on. Uranus rules Aquarius. This is air. And the energetics of Uranus are the nervous system. It's electrical, electrical circuits. That's why I say nervous system. The nervous system is all about how we can be in our center to move through chaos, or if we are going to be chaotic on the inside, making the chaos on the outside a whole lot more challenging to move through and work with. This is how you embrace your nature, the quirks, the spunk, evolution of the self, yet of our world. In the 60s, Uranus was hanging out in, or, or excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It was another type of very heavily Uranus energy. And we had psychedelics come to the forefront, a new way of thinking all love i believe what is that called it was the festival at woodstock woodstock was hot heavy a lot of young people moving to more peace more love one love unity that is that kind of shift that rebellion the energy against the system type of energetic and experimentation scientific invention what new things can we create Electricity was created during a heavy, heavily Uranian Aquarian time. And spastic. That's the last word I'll leave you with. It's, it's all over the place. Planet number nine. We have Neptune. Outer planet. This planet, Neptune, takes about 14 years to transit a sign. And this rules Pisces, water element. The energetics of Neptune. Connection to the divine nature's cycles and cycles in general daydreaming getting lost in visualizations art expression through art again this is a water planet so it has the same energetics of the moon and then idealism intuition moving on to the very last planet pluto with this last outer planet, which transits through a sign over 11 and a half, 
to 30 and a half years. It retrogrades for half of its time through these signs, so it can take quite a while, give or take, when and where this takes place. Pluto rules Scorpio, and that is a water energetic. Other energetics of Pluto are death and rebirth. Imagine a time where everything was just uprooted. That's another energy, uprooted, out of nowhere. It's not a matter of if, but when. Dramatic change, transformation of self, of the collective, of our consciousness, of how we live our lives, and passions. Power in the passion. And that is the nitty-gritty quick planet astrology deep dive. So to recover everything we just went through, we covered the planets. If they're outer or if they're personal, how long it takes for them to transit through a sign, which sign or signs they rule, and their general energetics. If you enjoyed this astrology deep dive on the planets, be sure to tune into next week's astrology series, part three episode on the houses. I really love doing these episodes. It's a lot of fun to just hone in and focus on a specific area of astrology. It can be a little overwhelming at first when you're either first learning or very curious because there's so many pieces of the bicycle. I'm still learning all the different parts of a bicycle, yet as I become more familiar, as I practice, as I listen, as I ask questions, it becomes easier. And that is what this is all about. I wanted to present this for quite a while, and I'm finally pulling the plug on doing it, which feels really, really good and satisfying. And I hope it's helpful. I hope you enjoy it. And I can't wait to see you on episode three. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I say that with a ton of reverence for your time and your energy and for allowing this show to be a part of your day. That is meaningful. Please consider leaving a five-star review, following along on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the video version on YouTube and come hang out with me on Threads. We are making an impact together every single day that we stand up and we share, we learn, and we thrive.